If you're a course creator, this is the episode for you. Even if you're not a course creator, but you want to hear about what the process of creating content for adult learners in your courses, memberships, workshops, trainings, if you give a PD, if you want to hear more about what the process is like to teach other teachers, uh, this is the episode for you. Megan is a pro at creating compelling content for your courses, memberships, trainings, and workshops, content that actually gets the people at your PD or listening to your courses, the results that they are looking for. She is a pro at all things course, course creation and content. So listen to this episode to find out about how you can audit and clean out an existing program that you already have, or how you can get started putting together concepts and content for learners in the online education space. You will love this one. Stay tuned. How can we as creative educators and entrepreneurs find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced? Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. Okay, I am here with Megan. I feel like I am again giving you a little peek into my last launch. I uh, worked really hard on the program Teacher House University with the help of some amazing, amazing people. And Megan is one of is really, I should say, the key person who absolutely changed the program for me. And so I'm excited to bring her here to all of you today. Megan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm really excited to be here. It was so much fun working on THU with you. So um, it's fun to be able to share a little bit of that, talk about my business a little bit, but then also we're going to get behind the scenes. So that should be really yeah. fun. Um, so I'm Megan Kensington and I am the course designer. That is my business name and uh, my title, uh, because I'm an online course specialist and I primarily help small business owners upgrade their existing programs to engage people more effectively. I have some clients who are on, um, kind of the initial building stages, but I'm really big on that iteration and ongoing improvement piece because I think that's what really helps us make those high quality standout programs that that really just serve students and members the best and give you that reputation for quality to help you market and sustain your business in the long run. Because I think that's that's really what we're trying to do here is, is build sustainable businesses. Um, and it's it's those things that have really pushed me to do my own best work and involve my own career. Um, so before my starting my starting my own business, I was a teacher for the majority of my life, actually. Uh, you know, starting with my very first job at 15 years old, teaching swim lessons and coaching a swim team, um, and then right into studying, doing internships to become a high school English teacher. Um, and since then, I've also taught at a few universities. I've taught online, adult ed. Um, so I have a lot of experience now. But when I first started, I was like a lot of new teachers. I was really overwhelmed and really hard on myself because... Well, I'm pretty much a perfectionist and a control freak. I can admit it. Um, so even when I totally nailed the lesson, 
I couldn't help myself. I would go back. I would think about it, what I would change. I would scribble notes, right? What, what I would do for the next year. Um, and when I totally bombed a lesson, which happens to all of us, right? Uh, I would feel even worse, right? And I would look around like, what am I doing here? Who put me in charge of te- teaching these kids? Uh, mind <laughs> you, I was also 22 years old teaching 18-year-olds. Uh, I had seniors uh, in my first year teaching, which was great, but also <laughs> crazy. <laughs> um, but eventually I was able to kind of chill out a little bit, settle down and, and kind of figure out some strategies that worked well for me as someone who really wanted you know, to, to work at a high level and, and be really good. And, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know, but you have to kind of figure out how to manage that. So it was really all about like, how can I improve on what I've done and do it in a way that feels manageable and doesn't totally drive me crazy, but also being that, that real high quality that I could feel proud of and feel confident in. And it sounds obvious when you say it like that, right? Like, of course we can always grow and get better as we go along, but when you're in the moment or really in the weeds with something, it's not so easy to remember that especially as new teachers, as new business owners or course creators or whatever it is, when you're working alone, like a classroom teacher or an online business owner, you feel that even more. So when I had a system in place to support me, it just became, I became so much more confident. I had this clarity in what I was doing. Um, And that's, that feeling is kind of where I ended up landing when I, when I wanted to start my own business. That's where I landed because I think it's something a lot of people struggle with who create courses they put their course together, they're putting their ideas together, and there isn't a lot to support them in kind of enhancing and strengthening it um, as they're trying to do the same things in their business. And those really go hand in hand. So um, especially as there are more options out there for people to choose from online, I think that that, that focus on quality is really important. Um, and so that's kind of where where I got to you know, landing in my own business. I love that so much. And we're going to dig in a little later into my experience working with you and why I was looking for help, but for a long time. So I started Teacher House University back in 2019. And when I was putting it out into the world, I was really trying to just do that, put it out into the world quick because I had these ideas. I saw a need and I wanted to meet that need. I wasn't putting a whole ton of thought into the design of the core content, which it's a membership, but you would consider it like the course part of the membership, the core content or the core training that everyone gets. I didn't put a whole lot of thought into uh, the same kinds of things that I would put into thinking about a lesson in my classroom. I was like, okay, these are adult learners. I'll just record some videos and they'll just watch them and it'll be fine. Like they'll get it. And I wasn't really thinking through. And like you said, you become so close to that content that you're almost hoarding it. And then when you go to try to improve or update, you can't delete anything and you end up with this big messy. We use the analogy now. I think you and I kind of came up with this one when we were talking and I know now you talk about it, but it's like this big messy closet that you (laughs) don't even want to touch. So right. Why do you think it is so important that we do go in and clean this closet and we do go in and tackle some of these? If you already have a course and you've put it out into the world, why is it important to go back in and clean it out? Yes, absolutely. And I, and I think just to speak to your point too, that it is hard to do this, that it's so tough to get rid of stuff. You look yeah. at that shirt in your closet or you look at that lesson that you, you know, that you loved when you first made it or that you spent a lot of time on. And it is hard to let those things go. Um, and, and this is kind of where I, I push back a little bit on that popular done is better than perfect. I, I absolutely believe that you need to get things out in the world and you never want to wait to put something out until it's absolutely perfect. Right. You're probably never really going to get there. Right. Right. At the same time, that phrase has become done, done is better than perfect has become such a popular phrase. And 
I, that just doesn't, doesn't sit right with me. I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm a perfectionist recovering or, you know, maybe still, but quality still matters. And especially when we're putting out content that we want to charge people for, right. Um, that we want to, um, have people buy and recommend to their friends and have everyone talking about how great it is and help them transform their lives and their businesses. Um, that quality really matters and it's okay to want to be perfect. You don't have to actually be perfect, but you can try. And I, I just really think that kind of embracing that process, but then also committing to the quality is, is where you find the sweet spot. And I think it's really important for two reasons. The first is your course or your membership, you know, yours is kind of a combination, but really your course, that's the asset. That's the whole business. You can do a million different things in marketing, but if the course isn't good, it's really not going to work, especially in the long term. And when it comes to referrals, you know, you can get in testimonials. It's people who are telling their friends and other people they know that they need this course. That is huge when it comes to your ability to sell it in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also huge when it comes to your business as a whole and having a, a community, a group of people who are kind of invested in you, right? Literally and, and buying into your, your approach and, and how you're sharing things. So um, that's the first reason why I think the quality is important. And the second one is really for you. And yourself. And this is, um, I think, what a lot of it, when it, you boil everything away, this is actually what I found with a lot of people, the, the, the kind of main hurdle that people have is when you feel more confident and clear in your own product, that's when things really take off. That's when you can speak about it in these glowing ways that are going to draw people to your program. That's when you, that's when the marketing clicks into place. When you have that high quality offer to present to people, um, that's when you really feel like you can take things on in your business. It's like, I just thought of another analogy as you were talking. Uh, It's kind of like opening a pizza place, but like not putting that much thought into your recipe for your pizza. (laughs) You're like, let me just go put this thing out in the world. Let me just open the doors. Let me just work on my marketing. But your pizza's yucky. Like people are going to tell other people that your pizza's not that great. Plus you're not going to feel that good about serving it because you're not sure how they'll react. It's like the better the better you know your pizza sauce is, the more proud you are to share it with the world and the less you feel icky when you go to sell it because you know you're not really just selling something. You are really giving them the transformation that they're looking for. You're giving them the gift of whatever it is that they need out of your program, which is so important. It's the balance of getting it out there and also having quality, which is why it's important, I think, to revisit once you've put something out how often should we revisit our programs, by the way, our our products? I think a, like a once a year checkup is a great yeah. idea, really. I mean, um, you know, you really should be getting some kind of feedback from the people in your course. Um, so obviously, you know, some of it might depend on your, your kind of your launch schedule or how often maybe you're opening or even if you just have ongoing enrollment, you really should have some mechanism where you're getting feedback from people. And, um, you know, I have, a, I have a whole process I recommend, but really, if you're kind of doing that check-in once a year, it's something that becomes pretty manageable, just like you would check in with other parts of your business, right? Like we check in about all these other things, but when it comes to the actual asset, you want to take a look at what's what's working and what's not. And sometimes, you know, the tweaks might be a little bit bigger. Sometimes you might want to re-record something, but most of the time it's smaller things and it's the little details that can really make a big difference. Um, but just overall, you know, having that point to check in with yourself and look at what's going on in the course um, is huge, is, is to make that commitment. I think even committing to asking for feedback and really taking a look at it is something that is challenging too, because 
I do this in the membership. I will ask for feedback. And you experienced this with me the last, so I, we did an audit on the core content for Teacher Hustle University, and we did an audit on the monthly deliverables uh, for the membership and were they working? And we put out this survey to the members to find out what they were using and not using. And it's really, really hard to look at that feedback. It is so hard because it's all of your work and you're asking for how people are responding to that and how they're liking it. And it's hard to not be able to please everyone. That was my thing. It was like, well, I want to make everybody happy, but everybody's asking for different things. So just even looking at the feedback is really difficult, but it's also important if you think about how many courses you've invested in where the marketing was so good. You had such FOMO. You were like, I I think I need this. And then you get in there and you're like, wait, what what was the hype all about? This is not actually that great behind the scenes. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. You're you're so right. And and it's feedback is a really important part of that process. And yeah. and you're right. It's it's it makes you vulnerable, right? To kind of get that feedback from people, but you know, a a good check-in for yourself is if you are feeling really reluctant to get that feedback, that's also probably a sign for you that you have some work to do on the course. And that's okay. You know, it doesn't like we said, it doesn't necessarily have to be perfect right away, but you want to you want to push towards that. You want to push it to be the best it can be. So getting feedback is one way that you can make that happen. And I think you you would maybe agree with this um, is that you might be a little more excited now to get feedback, to see how people are enjoying, you know, the upgrades that you made. And if you can especially embrace that idea of, okay, not everyone is going to be, you know, I'm not going to please everyone. I'm not going to be able to give everyone what they want. That's not how this works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that I'm delivering at a much higher level for them and getting to enjoy and experience that, that positive feedback and even more suggestions for the future. Um, that's a really, uh, really healthy place to be in for your course and for your business. Yeah. It's just like with any, you know, we're teachers. So instructional design should come to us naturally. But for some reason, when we, when we start to create a course and we're working with adult learners, um, we're like, Oh, well, yeah, they'll just get it. Or I don't really need to ask for feedback, but this is, these are the same things we would do with our students. Or I'm thinking about in a college course, when you used to fill out the evaluations at the end, it's all part of the process to just improving what we're putting out into the world and it's needed. Definitely. Yeah. So some of the listeners have probably not created a course yet, or maybe it's just like an idea in their mind at this point, but it's still important for them to understand what goes into creating quality content. So what would be your biggest tip for if you're starting from scratch, just keeping things organized and making sure that it's really going to get your people the results they're looking for? Yes, definitely. And, and I think it's good for, for people who haven't created courses to, to think about these things and, and maybe give themselves a little bit of grace, right? As you're starting out and thinking like, I am going to do the best that I can for now and maybe take some, take some strategies and, and work through it and then know that I can, you know, I have room to grow. But, um, so my, my recommendation would be first to kind of, uh, you know, build off of what we've been talking about is, is to give yourself a little bit more time and space to play around with ideas and, and live in the content a little bit more. I think that there's, a lot of times there's this feeling of kind of rushing through and trying to get into, you know, into recording and things like that. But spending a little bit more time in the content and mapping things out um, can help you feel a little bit more confident and that's going to make the rest of the process easier. But as far as actually organizing your content, 
I use uh, I use the three P's to help organize everything from courses to modules to lessons. And that's purpose, process, and product. So first up with purpose, it's always coming back to why are we doing this? What's the end goal? What's the outcome? Um, you know, as teachers, we're used to doing this, right? Um, but sometimes it gets lost for those adult audiences. Like you said, it, it, it needs to be there. So really starting with that purpose and keep keep coming back to it. Like I said, at all levels, the course, the individual modules, and then breaking down into the lessons. Where Where, where is that purpose and how does it fit with everything else? The second one being process. So breaking it down piece by piece. No, um, no writing your outlines or writing down ideas with the kind of yada yada in mind, like, oh, yeah, they, they'll get it or I'll elaborate on that when the time comes. Really think through that process and what's it going to what are you how are you going to walk someone through a certain you know step of something? How are you going to explain it to them so that you can really pinpoint, you know, where your course is going to take people? Um, and what I found with that in particular is once people start breaking down the processes, they realize, oh this is more than just one course. There's a, there's a lot more here, right? I have a lot more than I thought I did. So really taking the time to, to map that out because you might end up having to narrow your focus a little bit once you get, you know, breaking that, those process pieces down. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, right, is getting to that product, product and having a tangible, you know, no, I, they learned X thing. It needs to be something they can take, something that they can do, a really specific action and or, you know, physical thing that they've created that can take them right into that transformation. Um, And you can only really do that with a a clear mind of what that product is going to be. So I really feel like those, the three P's are kind of what I always go back to as far as, you know, kind of helping myself structure and checking in with myself when I'm developing things and working with people. Um, It's a really easy, but, you know, powerful way to make sure that you're kind of managing that content in an effective way. It's such a, a such a teacher process, and but yeah. somehow it just goes from our minds when we're when we're sitting down to create something in the online space because the online space feels like this entrepreneurial world, like a t- completely different place. But it's not; it's really these same concepts. You all are experts in this area, but sometimes we get really close to it and we just can't see it, and it's just going back to the basic basics and making sure that's all there. What? mistake do you think, what do you see people making as a mistake when they're creating their courses for the first time? I think that it, it, a lot of times it ends up being decisions made at the beginning that can really be pushed off until a little bit later. So two come to mind. The first one, it, it would be kind of deciding on a certain format or structure for it, maybe based on like another program you've seen, um, you know, one that you're a part of. So I, I think a good example of this would be like a memberships. Memberships are really popular right now. And so I think a lot of people set out to think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create a membership or I'm going to create something without really sitting down to, to think about their content first. Um, and then also thinking about like their own business. And, you know, do you really, do you want a membership? Do you want something that you're creating new things every month? Or do you want something that's a little bit more evergreen? Something that, um, you know, someone purchases and kind of completes on their own. And that's not to say memberships are bad. I think I love memberships, you know, THU all the way. But um, I think that a lot of times people consider those structural pieces and kind of make decisions about what their program is going to look like before they look at that content and consider what would be the best way to support people with this content? Would it be a course? Um, would it be a membership? Would it be a combination? Um, there are a lot of, you know, a lot of options. Like you are not stuck into one box just because everyone seems to be doing one thing. 
um, having a different option, you know, can help you stand out and, and again, can help highlight your content and your expertise in the most effective way. So I would say, you know, brainstorm those things, have some in mind, you know, that's not to say you, you won't pick one thing and that that's what it ends up being, but, um, you know, don't feel like you have to have that set in stone. Uh, and then the second thing is the tech piece. And I, I get that, right? Like everyone wants to know, well, you know, where am I going to host my course? How do I do the videos? All of that stuff. But it's really the same thing. There are a ton of wonderful platforms out there for a variety of different price points and needs. Um, but at the end of the day, it really is about the content and the lessons and the quality that you're going to be delivering. So the, the tech will fall into place and you can pick something, you know, whether it's based on your price or based on the features it has, you can, you know, hire somebody else to help you set that tech up. But really you as the educator, as the expert, whether it's, you know, whatever your business is, um, you want to really live in that zone of, you know, expertise and genius and have that be what's driving the rest of the decisions. So not try not to get too wrapped up in some of the logistical elements on the front end. They are super important and you're going to get to them. Trust me. Yeah. But um, I think that the content piece is is really the really the place to start um, and, and to build from there. Uh, such an important point. And I totally agree. I think we can get caught up in looking for the right answer, whether it be with tech or with the way the program is structured, membership versus course. What's right. the right answer? What is you know, what's the winning solution? And it's not about what everybody else is doing. No one has the one right answer. You have the right answer. You're the expert in your area. It's what do your people need? And also what works for you and your, you know, especially when it comes to membership versus course, what works for you and the level of commitment you have, and also how do you get your people the transformation in the easiest way? That's going to look different for everybody. So there is no one right answer and we're just going to go, you know, try it out and it's going to work for us. It'll be different for everyone. Such a good point. Yeah. This question is is kind of completely turning in the other direction, but I have to ask because I've kind of watched you put your service-based business out into the world. So I want to know a little bit before we kind of flip the script and script and talk about my experience working with you, what's it been like to start out as a service-based business owner? And tell us a little bit about the service that you offer and what it's been like kind of setting that up. We want the behind the scenes look because some of the listeners are setting up service-based businesses. Sure. Yeah. Well, I will say, you know, first of all, it, it really, when I started everything, it was a whole new world for me, you know, in like I said, I'd been in education forever. I, I, my undergrad degree was in education. Like I went right into teaching as my thing. So doing the business side has just been uh, really fun because I just, I love to learn new things and explore and play around with new ideas and new strategies. So it's been really fun, but also very chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, learning this totally new skill set and all of these new, um, you know, these new approaches to things. So I would say um, as far as, you know, some of the things that have been more challenging in getting things set up would be as a teacher, we're so used to giving. Mm -hmm. We're so used to giving our time, our knowledge, our expertise. So it's definitely been an adjustment for me to sell and, yeah. and look at, you know, look at my work as a business. It's wonderful and it's, it's, it's great to be able to do that, but it's definitely something that I've had to adjust in working on that, that sales piece. Mm -hmm. um, I know I bring value and I love setting, I, I love having my business set up as a service because I get to still have that interaction and collaboration with 
other people who are teaching, whether they are actual teachers um, creating courses for other educators, or I also work with, you know, a lot of other um, people in, in other industries who are professionals and trying to kind of become educators for the first time online. Um, so I know I bring that value to whomever I'm working with, but um, I'm not used to doing it through business. I'm used to doing it through, you know, a classroom, uh, a classroom setting. So right. um, in providing a service, I'm selling myself, <laughs> which yeah. which still feels a little bit weird. I'm selling obviously my value and my process and everything that I can bring to the table, but um, it does feel a little bit weird, you know, to be um, to be selling myself in that way. So it's definitely something I need to work on, and I'm I'm trying to do a lot of uh, a lot of exciting things behind the scenes. I'm working on, um, you know, learning how to copyright a little bit better. I'm learning how to better present what it is I do and, and what I offer through um, like a new website I'm, I'm working on and um, packaging my offers in a way that they make sense to people and um, that I can really, you know, tell them, you know, this is what, how I can help you and how we can really transform your business. So um, I'm, I'm working on all of that and, and trying to, um, you know, figure out how to do that in, in more of a business setting as opposed to, you know, you're, you're in my class. So this is what we're doing. <laughs> right. So relatable. So relatable. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, um, yeah. What on the success side of things, what has been your biggest success? Would you say? So I think something that I didn't realize when I first started was how much working on a course with someone really ends up impacting the rest of their business. So a lot of the people I've worked with have had this light bulb as we're going. And it's, it's some people, I know I said I primarily work with people um, who have a, have courses and are looking to revamp, but I have a few people who are kind of on the newer side. And really, e- either way, either end of the spectrum, a lot of the people have this light bulb as we're working of like, oh, making these changes can influence how I run everything else mm-hmm. to be more of what I really want for my business or for my lifestyle and the offers that I have. So the course is one piece of this bigger picture and I can have, you know, different offers that complement it, or I can structure the course in a way that gives me more time off. And I'm not as chained to, you know, supporting people 24 seven through that course or whatever it is. So it's been cool. I didn't expect that. And it's really fun to be a part of that, to kind of help people see how, the course and its content and digging into those nitty gritty details is important and fun, but then it also has this really big impact on the rest of what you do. So that's been really special um, to kind of experience that. And it's fun. I mean, I, you know, at the end of the day, that is fun. And I just could talk, you know, I could go talk shop and content for a, a really long time. I mean, like with you, right. Once we started, we just yeah. haven't stopped. Well, <laughs> just, let's, let's, yeah. It's just it's really fun to basically enter into somebody else's world and work with them on something that's so important to them and so precious to them is their business, their ideas and helping them, you know, make that come to life. It's just really fun. <laughs> yeah. We had like a little too much fun. Let's tell everybody yeah. how we, how we started this work because I'll kind of dive into the story a little bit and then we can yes, flip through. So it's kind of funny the way we got started working together. What happened was I had been running Teacher Hustle University as a program for two years, like I said, and I knew my content was good. And I know I've got great ideas, unique, innovative ideas to offer. But what I had been doing for two years is going back and kind of randomly updating the training that was already existing. And like I said, I was having trouble. I was hoarding a lot of it. There were lessons that I was like, can't delete those. They're so good. So I would pop a new lesson in and it was getting 
kind of overwhelming, I think, and just didn't flow anymore. And I knew it, but it's kind of this beast that I did not want to tackle. So I was like, what I'm going to do is I'm really, if if I tell people that I'm going to deliver something, then it gives me kind of a deadline. So I had said to the Teacher House University members, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go live and I'm going to record the new content live on like a webinar where you all can watch me live if you want to, and it'll be this fun experience and, you know, it'll hold me accountable. And so I got all dressed up and it was like, you know, Wednesday at 930 and people were going to come watch me live. And I had prepared a little bit of, you know, I had prepared the content ahead of time, how I thought it was going to go. And I started to record and you know, when you're teaching and you're in the middle of a lesson and you're like, this is not good. Like, something's not right here. And that's what happened to me. So I'm live. I've got maybe like, a, it was the morning. So there were maybe like 15 people watching me. And I was like, I have to stop you all. Like, this is bad. This is not good. <laughs> and Megan was happened to be there. She's a member of THU. She happened to be there on that live. And she's now frantically messaging me. <laughs> and was like, can we talk? And I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> And then you had this, this concept that I, that had been living in my head for two years that I was trying to get out during this live. You sent me a photo of like your notebook that you had scratched out like a picture of what was living in my head. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. Like, there it is. That's the concept I've been trying to communicate. And it turned into this, it just spiraled into this this work that we then jumped into together, which was an amazing, amazing experience. So I want to flip the script and I want you to um, interview me and figure out and just kind of talk through what that experience was like, because I think it will be really insightful for the listeners. Yes, definitely. And before we do that, I just have to say that, yes, it was a hilarious and um, (laughs) really fun experience. But I, um, I think that just to point out that it's really common for people to do what you did as far as like, I'm going to re-record, you know, redo the slides, redo the videos. And it's not wrong to do that, but I like to, people to kind of take a step back and try and, you know, be a little bit more thoughtful about what that process is going to look like first. So I kind of ask you to take a step back and think about the picture as a whole and what that was going to look like before we went forward, you know? Yeah. So sorry about that. Yeah. So just to emphasize, it's, it's totally common for people to do that. It's like, well, I'll just kind of refresh things with the, with the slides and the videos, but you're right. We have that moment where it's like, Hmm, I think that maybe something else needs to change here. Yeah. Um, I'm the crazy person who's sitting in the recording with my little whiteboard notebook, which if you've never heard of whiteboard notebooks, they're amazing. And I am there sitting, sketching these ideas. And Alyssa definitely thought I was a crazy person because um, she and I hadn't really connected um, too much. I had been in Teach You for a little while, but we hadn't really connected, just the two of us. And um, and that's really what kicked things off. But my crazy drawings turned into, as you said, this this really great project in, in re-looking at your course and aligning it with not only your expertise and all that you have to bring to the table in marketing, but also your life. And and that's really what's important, right, is aligning it with what you wanted, not only to bring to other people, but to your own business and your family 
and how that was all going to support um, what you were doing at work and at home. So um, just wanted to get that down because I think that that's what your position is super common for all of us, whether, you know, we're experienced in creating and teaching courses or not. Um, it's, it's really hard to, to step back and, and do that work on your own. So, um, yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about that. Now, okay. you had a successful program, right? THU was running for two years. Yep. What made you feel like you wanted to go back in and make those changes? I feel like uh, I, there were there were some pieces of feedback floating around here and there. And of course, everybody is super nice. But there was some pieces of feedback that when I read them, I was like, yeah, I know. And it was feedback that was like, where is this? I can't find the lesson on this. Or I'm super overwhelmed. Or, you know, um, I can't, I can't figure out how to do this part. And every time that somebody would make a comment like that, it was like, I knew I needed to go back. And it, but going back and fixing something that you spent a ton of time on, even though it was two years ago, is just really daunting. And it, it doesn't feel like the most fun task to go digging back into something you already spent hours and hours and hours creating. But then when I went back into some of the old videos, I guess this was sign number two that I needed to go back and improve. I hadn't watched some of the videos in a long time because mm-hmm. I couldn't, like they made me cringe. <laughs> and when I went back and watched them, some of them I even recorded at night because I was recording this. Like I said, I was just starting out. I was teaching full time. I was doing, I was recording videos in the middle of the night. So the background of my videos is black. Like, that's <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> I am going to evolve. If I'm going to be really proud of this, if I want to bring forth something that's very different from what everyone else is talking about, I need to take a a look at it again as a whole. And I had learned so much in two years. Like I I thought I knew about marketing in 2019, but then I spent the next two years learning more about how to market my own business. So I knew I could go back and just put something together that would blow people out of the water and get them the transformation they were looking for. But I didn't want to. Yeah. That's a, it's a big hurdle. And I, I understand that, right? We do, you did the work, you put it in. I mean, and what a wonderful, in some ways, like a time capsule for you, right? To look at those videos and honor that place that you were in of, wow, I put this whole, first of all, like, let's pat you on the back for that, right? I put this whole thing together, you know, at night while everybody else is sleeping. I'm, I'm getting this program out there. That's amazing. Um, but again, your instinct of like, you didn't even want to go back and watch them. That is right. That was a sign for you. Yeah. And I, I had the same thing where I talked to people and it's, um, you know, oh, I haven't really watched it. Or, you know, I asked them how long their videos are or how many they have and they're not sure. Yeah. And it's that like, well, if you're not sure, how are you selling this to people? You know, yeah. you want to just totally be in love with your own content so that you can go off and feel great about it. And, and once you have some of that stuff built up, um, as you said, you had the feedback, you know, you're doing all the right things. Um, but you felt that it was time and it sounds like that it was, um, it was the right move to make. So talk to us a little bit about what it was like going through the process then of, of, you know, once you were kind of like, okay, I'm in this, I'm doing it. Um, (laughs) what was the process like for you of updating and upgrading? You know, how did you feel? What was challenging? Yeah, I, First of all, because I had you, it felt like I was I was actually much more excited than I was when I when I took my first attempt at it, when I was gonna go live and record it for everybody, all I did was update the slides 
I took the old slides and I tried to make them prettier and add some stuff. That's what I did. But then once you and I started working on it, that's when it became fun because you were starting to pull ideas out of me. Like I said, you know, when you're really, really like, you, you know, when you're teaching and the hardest subject for you to teach is the one that comes most naturally to you. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm actually probably uh, math is my worst subject, but I'm a good math teacher because it's easy for me to teach kids because it's easy for me to relate to their struggles. What's right. harder for me to teach is writing because it comes naturally. So I'm like, guys, just do it. Like I said, yeah. write a paragraph, yeah. just write one. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> but that's, that's how marketing is. It's like, it's just in my head and these, these ideas float around, but I don't know how to communicate them. So you were able to start to pull them out to, from me and you are, have such a visual mind that instead of just prettying up the slides, you were able to say, like, let's put this into this graphic that does justice to what's living in your mind and helps communicate it in a way that people are going to have major light bulb moments, like not just light bulb moments in the course, but like game changing, going to like change their business light bulb moments because of these visuals and these analogies analogies go a long way. So the process became really fun when we started to extract the ideas and reorganize them, not into just prettier slides and in, in adding more stuff. But t- actually, actually, one of the fun parts was like, just like you said, with the closet analogy, you would kind of like hold up a lesson and be like, okay, have you worn this in the last year? Like, is this really any good? Let's talk, are we t- keeping it or tossing it? And there was a, a, a good amount of stuff that needed to be tossed. So it was yeah. really started, it started out daunting and became fun. Well, I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. And I think that what you bring up in that is is really important. And, a, and one of the most common things I see, especially for people who have uh, courses that, courses or memberships uh, too, that run over a long period of time is the longer that thing runs, you accumulate stuff right? That's my technical term stuff. Um, you accumulate, you know, special bonuses and additional lessons and the inclination, um, especially if you're going to go back and re-record, is for somebody to just add and, and add on and add on and add on. And that is not helpful for people. Right. You are providing an experience, a curated experience for people that they're coming to you to get a very directed um, you know, learning experience and, and have you guide them. And so adding on a bunch of stuff is not necessarily going to help them. Certainly you want to incorporate in the new things you've learned, the, the insights and the wisdom you've acquired through your additional experience. But sometimes that means other things have to go um, or other things have to change, you know, and it's just going to look different, but that having too much stuff is so, so common. um, And it's much better to have things pared down and have a really, you know, a tight value packed set of content mm-hmm. that is more clear for people to go through. Yeah. Um, and then again, that's both for courses and for memberships because you can let those things oh. yeah. and add up. But what good is a, I like to call them quote unquote bonuses because if it's a bonus, shouldn't it be in the course? Come on now. Um, <laughs> but really, you know, it's, it's wonderful to have monthly content that people can consume and is relevant and you keep, you, you know, you definitely keep those things and they become assets but when you have, you know, 40 videos that are just kind of, and some of them are outdated, mm-hmm. who's, who's going and looking at those? You know, it's, it becomes really overwhelming to join a program and then not really be sure 
how to go about it. So um, I think you're absolutely right that one of the hardest parts is looking at all that stuff and having to sort through it. But it's, it's so, so important to making sure that you are delivering those, those moments for people that you, that you absolutely deliver in THU where it's a wow moment for people because you have so carefully selected the words and the visuals that are going to give them that learning experience that they need. Totally. And the feedback on the new, like, I don't even know how to put into words how proud I was to share the new content with the current members and then to be able to get their feedback in real time because they were excited to go back through from the start. A lot of them were ready for like a refresher and to get the feedback rolling in that some of these ideas that you and I knew were going to be game changers. um, It really not only made, I think both of us feel like, yay, we did it, but also uh, going into my next launch, I, uh, I felt like I had something really special and that made selling so much easier. I wasn't selling. I, I, I did hardly had to sell. I know that it'll get them the transformation they want. So all I had to do was show up and help them make the decision about if this was the right program for them. But I was super proud of what they were going to come into. And all the new members have been receptive and giving great feedback as well. And it's just an organized experience. Here's step one, here's step two. And you, something you also pointed out, um, because I tend to be long-winded as I'm doing right now, um, I would have these lessons that were going, you know, 30, 35 minutes. And you're like, Alyssa, can we cut this in half and put some of this later on as like a part two later down the line in the module? So so I know that we've also got a bit of momentum in the course where where they're watching some shorter lessons, which is really building them up to to go through the content. So they're just I know it's easier to get through and it's great quality. And that just makes launching so much easier. Yes, absolutely. And, and so many important things that you you bring up there. One being to the to the piece about kind of uh, reordering less, cutting lessons up, reordering things, that ends up being a huge part of what I do with people is um, I'm all about let's let's reorder things, let's move things around. And um, I think sometimes people look at me like, wait, what? You want me to move that where? Yeah. But when you again, when a I have the perspective of taking a step back and not being as immersed in it, right, as the person who created it, as you, as you, the genius. But I can kind of see like if we break these things up, and you even you know having part one and part two next to each other doesn't always necessarily make sense. Maybe part one is towards the beginning and then we circle back to it once they've got the foundations down. So it's structure. And I I kind of talk about structure and organization being a little bit different, but, you know, maybe kind of the macro and micro levels of, um, you know, topics and content levels, and then really the individual lessons. But you have to think about how people are experiencing your course. They're sitting down, you know, at their desk after a long day or on the weekend, they're taking time out of their schedule to go through this. And, you want to make it as fun as you can, mm-hmm. as easy as you can, and as clear as you can for them so that really they can feel confident in building through the concepts. And so a lot of times structure, it comes back to having that structure and what order things are in to really give them that success and giving them a 30 minute lesson versus three 10 minute lessons really can make a big difference for their student experience. And then obviously how they're going to be able to get the results they want um, and moving forward. And then ultimately, right, the big piece is those testimonials and those that feedback. That is your ultimate reward, right? As the person who created it, it is the best feeling to read those testimonials and, and know that people are so psyched about your program. And not only that, but as you mentioned, you launched 
pretty, pretty soon after mm-hmm. we finished our project mm-hmm. and to be able to share those. And, you know, those speak for themselves. You put those out there and you see how other people are talking about the program. You know, that speaks volumes louder even than you talking about your own program. So it's really wonderful to have that as, as part of, you know, your launch, as part of your marketing and really as part of your own confidence in your, in your business and the value you're providing for people. Absolutely. It was so, so worthwhile. Just like cleaning out your closet, you might dread it. You might need your your best friend to come over and help you make some tough decisions. You might need to reorder things and move them around. But then when you walk away from it, there's so much clarity and it just feels so much lighter. Um, it, it makes a world of difference. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So now that you've gone through it, you've now gone through it, you've launched, you've even taken a little vacation. Yeah. which is great. How looking back on it now, you know, what would you say is your, your favorite part or like coming away from this process of, you know, doing this undertaking that you were hesitant or even kind of dreading a little bit, you know, how do you feel about it now? Oh my gosh. Just like I said, how you feel when you walk away from your closet that you just completely reorganize. It's I'm, I'm proud to show it off. I am Every day as the the results from the members kind of roll in and they share their wins, we have a Wednesday wins thread in the Facebook group. Um, every time I am just more and more excited because I know it's getting people the results. And like I said, the the more noisy this space gets, and there are a lot of programs for teacherpreneurs to choose mm-hmm. from. Right. Um having a system that came out of my head that's different and is is putting this in, you know, kind of like my proprietary system. It's not a bunch of lessons stuck together, glued together, which is kind of what it was initially because I was like, okay, people need to know about Pinterest. They need to know about a blog. They need to know about this. And it was it was in my mind, I was just helping them master platforms. That's not what this is. This is a system that came out of my head that will give them success in marketing. And that's one of a kind, like that's not coming from any other place. And so I think just really one of the best parts is just knowing that um, it's just really cool to have a system that you created around a passion topic. You're taking your ideas that have been kind of living in your head that you've been thinking about and getting them out to people and then watching them use your system and have success. I I can't describe how amazing that is, especially when it's impact driven, when you're working with educators uh, and you're just seeing the results in classrooms and on kids, which is why we all got into teaching. That's even more amazing. It's, it's the gift that keeps on giving, right. Um, For, for you and for every single person that you help. Um, I I talked about it earlier as, as an asset, which sounds a little cold, but Again, it's it's just something that you have. You know, it's your a packaging of your ideas um, that you're able to offer to people, and that's that's unique. And I think that to emphasize the point that there are a lot of courses out there, and online education, um, you know, for better or for worse, is really blowing up. Um, it was it was happening that way before um, the pandemic hit, but um, online education is so special and so exciting. But there's a lot out there, so if you can think of how can I contribute to the noise or the crowd or whatever. How can I be someone that is providing, um, you know, clarity and simplicity and growth for people in this crowded space? Um, you know, having a product that you feel confident about is really just going to help you show up better for 
um, you know, for your community that you build, for the students that you're supporting, and it's going to trickle down and have impacts, as you said. So, um, yeah, you know, just always coming back to that idea of the iteration and this opportunity for growth is is always there. And I think that um, we can get wrapped up in a lot of other pieces of our business, and um, there's always so much to do. But coming back to, you know, the content, the programs, the quality, um, that's always going to be a good choice for you. And it's always going to help people, um, you know, improve and, and be impacted by your work. It's important work for sure. And I have to just, I mean, I'm singing your praises in this episode. I sing your praises to anyone who will listen, but if you are able to work with Megan in any capacity, you must, you are just naturally talented at pulling these ideas out, getting them into an organized way. And like you said, you kind of mentioned like, maybe put part one at the beginning and part two at the end. I I remember we had, I gave you a little pushback on that. I was like, wait, part two has to go after part one. And you were like, but does it, you know, you really (laughs) help a a creator of content think outside the box and provide a unique experience that's best for the adult learner. And I think there is definitely something to be said about, uh, we are all educators. My master's degree is in instructional design. I should be an expert at this, but We've talked about you're so close to your content and and also adult learners, there are some differences that you've got to think through and, and there are some similarities too, but it's this spiraling of concepts and th- these things that somehow when you are creating a course just seem to fall from your mind, but are still very important. Megan is able to pull those out. So can you tell us after people listen to this podcast episode, where can they connect with you to learn more about creating quality content? for their programs. Yeah. So um, again, I am the course designer, so you can find me at thecoursedesigner.com. Um, but also I really, you know, I'm hanging out on Instagram. So I, there I am just the dot course dot designer. So um, you can kind of just p- put in my title and uh, my friendly face will pop up and you can come on and hang out with me there. You are the best. I am so excited for this episode to come out. I know people are going to find it really valuable. Thank you for encouraging us to clean out our (laughs) closets, our course closets, and really make sure that everything is organized and uh, the best it can be for our students. You are amazing at what you do. And I know that people will be over to connect with you. So thank you so much. Thanks so much, Alyssa. Thanks for having me. Bye. Such great ideas from Megan. She is full of wonderful advice for our courses and workshops, programs, PDs. We know as adult learners and consumers of a lot of professional development trainings that you can have really quality trainings that stick with you and really get you that transformation. And you can have some not so quality ones. Megan helps us understand how we can create a great experience for our people. And I think this is a podcast episode. I'll go back and listen to and take notes and listen to again and again. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you in next week's episode. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Hustle podcast. I love hearing from you. So if you loved this episode, please consider leaving a review. You can also join our Facebook group, Teacher Hustle Podcast, to chat about all things business, mindset, and marketing. I also love to chat in the Instagram DMs, so send me a DM or tag me in your post. My name is Teacher by Naptime over there. I'll see you in the next episode.